Hey guys, welcome. This is the DLCS podcast. Uh, we're actually here today with uh, one of the streamers that I watched from day one of Tarkov that I was playing. Uh, we're here with Kalenator. What's up, man? How are you? What's going on, man? It's good to be here. Good, good, man. Uh, so why don't you just give us like a brief introduction, uh, what you're about, how you kind of came up to be and where you're at now? Uh, well, my name is Kalenator. I'm the Magenta Migraine, the Salmon Superstar, the Strawberry Smoke Show. You can call me whatever you want, but I'd rather you call me tonight. You know what I'm talking about. Um, <laughs> you wanted to know how I started streaming. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, obviously people don't go to, you know, 100 plus viewers on Twitch overnight. Um, no, I uh, so I started because there's a YouTuber and his name is Northern Lion. And like, I, I only knew about Twitch a little bit. And I thought it was like the stupidest thing in the world. Because if I'm just going to watch somebody play a video game, I'm just going to watch YouTube, right? Like, I am i can't miss anything if it's just on YouTube. Uh, exactly. But he was streaming, and I thought he was funny as hell. And um, he didn't have, like, a good setup. Like, it was just a normal wall behind him, shitty headphones, like, whatever you want to call it. It was bad. And I was like, oh, I thought you needed, like, $60,000 to start streaming and have all the best, you know, equipment, anything you could have. Uh, and it just kind of went from there, man. That's awesome. Um, <clears throat> so how long did it take you to kind of get from obviously working through affiliate and then, I mean, I, you're not far off from, are you a Twitch partner? Yes. Yes, I am. Oh, okay. So how long did that kind of take you to, to climb to? Um, it took uh, like about two and a half years or so. Honestly, God, I think COVID really helped a lot because like everyone was home. Um, and so everyone was like watching because I normally stream during work hours for most people. Um, so like people are always lurking in the back and, you know, doing their spreadsheets. But um, right. it took like two years. I hit affiliate pretty quick. Um, and then we just sort of grinded. And thankfully, like the Tarkov community was like super close and tight knit. And it kind of elevated me up to that point. So do you feel like because um, I obviously I struggled with this myself where I, I kind of advertised myself from the go as a primarily a Tarkov creator. Um, and I felt like for myself that as soon as I stopped streaming Tarkov, most of my audience kind of just faded away and, and, you know, went and did something else. So do you feel like that happened to you as well? Or did most of your people kind of stick around? Oh, no. Yeah, it happened like crazy. Yeah, I went from like 120, you know, average, give or take um, to like 20. <laughs> I mean, it was wow. bad. Like I might as well have just gotten a different job completely, man. Um, man. But, you know, we're we're rising back up now and things are getting better. But you know, people will tell you all this different stuff on either play one game and get real big in it and this or that, or play so many games that you are a variety streamer, but no one thing works for other people, right? Um, but even now, you'll watch some of the bigger names in Tarkov, and they don't play Tarkov, and they have about 80% less viewers than they do no matter who they are, whether it's Bastilli or anybody. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, that's <clears throat> that's always been something that's kind of intriguing to me is like, you always think, you know, you get the warm and fuzzies and the feel goods when people are hanging out when you're, you know, you're doing raids. And then as soon as you like, you're like, dude, I just don't want to sweat today. I'm going to play something else. Nobody shows up. Everyone's gone. So that's wild. Um, and I think that's something you break through, too. Like, I think um, it's kind of, you know, it, it, what what bridges that gap from being a variety streamer and being like a dead channel, essentially to how successful you were with one game is like all of your short form contents and things like that. And just networking on Twitter and all the other apps and social media that you might use. I think that's a big, it plays a huge part in it, honestly. 
Oh, absolutely. Yeah. That's kind of where I struggled from day one as well Is like, I, you know, I was like, Hey, I could just do it on Twitch. <laughs> and I was sorely mistaken where I was like, man, I hate social media. I'm not a huge fan of it. Like I'm probably one of the only content creators that hate social media, but you know, it's one of those things you just got to do and you're totally yeah. right. Like if you have an entertaining Twitter or you're posting, you know, funny little blips here and there, people love that shit. So, mm -hmm. um, and even TikTok, man, I've, I've noticed like TikTok has been pretty influential to my growth recently is like, it's super convenient for people to swipe past, you know, a 10 second little bite of your stream and then pop by. So I don't know if, do you use TikTok at all? I do. Yeah. And that's, and that's a huge thing too, is you got to remember when you're, when you're on Twitch and you're streaming, that's when you're working. When you're not streaming, you're not working. And that's where like the TikToks, the Instagram reels, Facebook reels, all that stuff, the YouTube shorts, that's when it starts working is when you're not live. So you don't have to worry about that. I'm, I'm not gaining any traction. I'm not doing anything right now. It's sort of doing the work for you while you're eating your little mac and cheese at home. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, seriously, that mac and cheese is a fucking absolute gas. Yeah, um, so, oh, dude, absolutely. Yeah, a little bit of bacon, jalapeno. Oh, I'm all about it. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> so uh, what's, your, what's your background with, because uh, I know we've all played, I mean, I'm 64 plus now hours in the Tarkov um, 6400 and I know you're around, around the same so you said you started playing back in like what 2019 yeah at the very end of 2019 um, it was like a Christmas sale and I got it a guy that I don't even talk to anymore uh, convinced me to get it because I just kind of started streaming like four months before that um, <laughs> and we, we started playing it we like did a scav we loaded into a couple different raids and he we died like every time as you do just just somebody sitting around somewhere we, and you, there's no kill cams and this dude is he's like i hate this game i don't know what's going on man i can't stand it and i just couldn't get enough of it brother i was going hog wild for it man and that's just how it started so yeah, i think we're all that way oh yeah absolutely when i first played tarkov like it consumed my entire life like yeah. i mean i'd be at work and i'd be like man i can't wait to get home and play some raids man i can't wait to hit labs um so when do you feel, I mean, this is obviously a very sensitive subject, uh, sorry to YouTube, uh, but we're going to just be a little unfiltered here. When do you feel like Tarkov kind of died off for you? Probably um, when the inertia changes came out, but not uh, because of inertia. I think inertia was fine. I think a lot of times with Tarkov, we don't trust BSG, which is a little fair, I think, but we don't trust them to make a good change. Um, mm -hmm. But then like a few months later, we're fine with it. It's like it never happened. But the, it's the meta with the ammo types and with the specific mm -hmm. guns that just run the game. And there's metas kill any game. And it's the same thing with Tarkov. And I think that's the biggest problem is the uh, AK-103, the RD. You know, I mean, it's just everything is the same. It's all yeah, just 762. Yeah, I just feel like they've gone too far. Like they've it's they've added too much now. Like for what 762, there's like five different ammos. For 556, there's also five or six different ammos. I just believe it's gone too far and that's where it's kind of killed me. It's like if you're not running the top tier, you can't win a fight because fights last 0.25 seconds. That is true. The TTK is, yeah. I mean, it does make the ammo. Um, I mean, obviously, there, I feel like the workarounds for it, you know, like leg meta, obviously, back then, I feel like was a lot stronger than it is now, you know, because I, I could run around with, you know, a Keter with pretty subpar ammo in labs and, you know, shattered mask, very shitty rig. Um, and I knew that if I was in the right position at the right time, that I could 
pretty much decimate, you know, your your fully kitted, you know, 995 running Chad just because I hit him in the right spot. And I feel like that's not as prominent now. I feel like if, if you're not running a high pen, uh, you know, high flesh ammo, you know, they're the other three ammos of that caliber pretty much unusable, right? Like unless you're hitting them right in the bridge of the nose every time, no face shield, you're, you're not going to win those fights. So I don't know. Do you guys feel like it's that way as well or... No, yeah. I mean, uh, go ahead. Go ahead, man. No, go ahead. So, so what I what I was trying to bring up, but so what I'm trying to say is like, because like I noticed, I don't know, last year sometime. So the difference between like BT and BS when you're five four five is massive. So there's been times where I've been trying to like snipe people or hit people with the five four five ammo from a distance, and I'll hit them. I'll notice I hit them in the head with BT. I hit them two or three times to get through the helmet. But then the difference between BT and BS is massive because it would be two to three shots to the head with BT. But then you look at BS, it's like a one shot. You know what I'm saying? So to me, like even going further than that is the Agolnik. There's no reason for Agolnik in my opinion because BS does the job. You know what I'm saying? Like So I feel like there's just so much difference even between your mid-tier to high-tier that in the pin department that it's just – there's just so much to take in when you go out and raid. You have to worry about your gun, the recoil, the everything about that gun, and then on top of that, your ammo on top of that. I mean, I like that there's a bunch of different, like, ammo types, like you said. There's, you know, six different bullets, we'll say, for whatever caliber. I, I think it's interesting because it's all, you know, for the most part, it's real. There's a few things that aren't here and there. But um, it sort of adds to that. I think... Tarkov has a bit of a crisis, like an identity crisis, where they want to be this game where, like, everything is so hard to come by that, you know, you have to run this, uh, you know, Warmageddon for an M4. You can't just get the best stuff all the time. And I think they yeah. either want to do that and they want to make things more scarce, but they just haven't yet. Um, or they want to do the opposite, which is, like, just tone it down, but they haven't yet. I, I don't... The, the problem is, too, is you have to remember is every person on the planet complains about anything. So no matter what move they make, if they were to take out all the ammos besides the five best ones just in the game at all, people would complain. And if 100%. they added 10 more each way, people would complain. So they're, they're in a tough position, I feel like. So oh, yeah, the Tarkov community, sorry, Infidel, but the Tarkov community, you're totally right. Like It doesn't matter what they change, people are going to bitch about it, regardless. Not any community. Yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah. But I but I do agree. And what I think would, would make Tarkov better, like you said, if they would scarcity everything. So like I always said, if you're say all your meta weapons and ammo are just found in raid. You know what I'm saying? So your HKs, your all that type of stuff are literally just found in raid. You can't craft them, you can't do none of that, but all of your everything that's considered meta is found in raid. Um in your 995, they're in Golnik, all that stuff. I believe it would make the game a little bit better because it'd be a lot more scarce. Yeah, and I yeah. think with Arena coming out, they're going to be doing that. Maybe, you know, I don't know. But I think um, you, you find the, the two camps of players who either want inertia to be gone and they can just sprint and run around and drop off the roof and all this. And then there's the people who like to play slow, tactical, have that inertia to their advantage. When Arena comes out, they're going to be able to do a lot more stuff because Arena is going to take, it's going to alleviate some of the pressure from those people that want to run and gun and, and kind of have a Call of Duty sense to it as well. 
Yeah. Right, like your your landmarks and your trays, your tray yeah, twenty four exactly. days of the game. Yeah, and that I mean, I I kind of I think Infidel and I play very differently, so it's kind of funny to have two different people. And I don't know how you play Tarkov. I mean, I was kind of the the guy that likes to play it like Call of Duty, you know, because I if I try to sweat too much and you know I try to I try to play too much like a rat, I just either get a bored or or b you know nothing happens and i'm like well that was kind of a useless 45 minutes um so i was definitely like the shattered mask labs main where i'm you know i'm running around with an mdr um you know in a slick and and something and so i can be fast and agile and and so inertia really killed killed me just because it forced me to play really slow and the only real problem i have with inertia is the fact that it really separated your, you know, your 80 hour a week gamers from your weekend gamers. And that's kind of the biggest problem I have with Tarkov right now is like, I, you know, between all of these things, the podcasts, YouTube, everything else, I don't have 80 hours a week to play anymore or 40 hours or even, you know, even a large amount of hours to play. And so when I hop on for, you know, two, three raids here and there, it's, it's unplayable for me. Like, because, you know, I don't have great gear and you've got these guys that are, max level in everything and inertia doesn't even really affect them that much anymore right because they're max stam max carry weight max everything and then i come in as a level five and inertia is like the biggest punch in the nuts like i i can't do anything i'm sliding around corners you know i i jump off something break every bone in my body um and so i feel like that's kind of where the balancing needs to lay and that's just kind of my opinion is if they were to you know make the max level stam and things not as op as they are then I feel like it would make it a much more welcome change because then it would force everybody to kind of play a little bit slower. Well, I think the, I don't think inertia is to blame for what you're talking about. I think it's the the skill leveling that they, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they really need to rebalance the skills or take some out or whatever they're going to do. It has to be implemented in a different way for sure. Cause you're right. I mean, there's in a game like this with such severe consequences to losing um, the skills that you can get for playing more, definitely outweigh you know like it should be a small change here and there it should be a a cosmetic thing more so than having increased carry weight to the point that inertia almost doesn't affect you Mm -hmm. yeah that's that's more along lines of what i meant like your you know your skills are so op right now that if you max it you know inertia almost doesn't affect you at all you know, like yeah. I, we we noticed so Infidel and I recently we just were like, you know, what, let's just re-download Tarkov because we were obviously between Dark and Darker, which we'll touch on in a sec. But we we were like, you know what, let's give it another go. I know they've made some changes recently. Let's try it again. We're ready for the punishment. And we were like, you know what, fuck it. Let's do a hardcore mode. So we wiped our accounts. Um, you know, we cleared out all our rubles. We deleted all of our starter items, and we left a hatchet, and that was it. And so we went from having absolutely nothing to now I'm chilling at like, you know, 500, 600,000 rubles and, you know, a couple decent gear sets. Um, but playing that as a level one, like I would literally kill a, a max level player and I'd take his gear and I couldn't even regain Stam wearing his gear. That's how bad it was as a level one is like it, it, it was unplayable because I'm like, shit, I can't even get to extract with this gear. So I'm like well, shit, I really want this rig, but I've got to drop it because I want his gun more. So that that was a big, you know, like, it was big sad for us because we, you know, we couldn't take out the gear that we had rightfully earned just because our, our, you know, our stamina level was too low. So that was, I don't know. I, I think that I'm hoping, like you said, Arena will kind of 
uh, filter the players that like to play like that into a different mode. And then you'll be left with, you know, your guys that like to play it tactical, like to have the longer fights, because that's why Wipe's so fun, right? Is we're all running around with shit guns, iron sights, no gear. You're popping behind barriers to med, to reload, you know, to find more ammo. I love that. Early Wipe Tarkov is still one of the best experiences out there. But once you get about three days into Wipe, you've got level 60s running around. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they have to find a way. I think they have to find a way to expand on early Wipe Tarkov. Make that last longer because like right now, what Wipes are around six months and about a month in half the player base is bored. In my mm-hmm. Right, for sure. Absolutely. Um, well, you know, maybe, you know, now I think we can talk a little bit. So we obviously all came from Tarkov. How did you hear about Dark and Darker? Me? Yeah, uh, yeah. I um I didn't until I saw two of my friends um playing it and it was the last night of the first ever playtest. I had no idea about it. No one ever said anything to me, nothing. And I pull it up and I'm like, "Yo, what's this?" They say it's, you know, think of like Tarkov, it's an extraction shooter, but it's D&D. And I uh I I uh, I got so upset <laughs> that it was the last day of the playtest. <laughs> I closed the streams. I I got so frustrated <laughs> that I just missed it. I had no idea. Uh, so just threw other people all streaming it on Twitch. That's 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 crazy that the outreach that that game um, <laughs> that that game managed to capture right off the go was just just nutty to me. You know, like Tarkov in the very early days wasn't had nowhere near the hype that Dark and Darker already has. I mean, we've got um, for those of you that are new to the channel, we've got Infidel and I who are both partners for the game. Um, and we've got, you know, probably 17 to 20 of us now in the partner program. Um, and so we primarily do dark and darker content, but we like to branch out a little bit and, you know, chat with people that have experience with a similar category. Um, but, <laughs> but it, it was crazy to see. I mean, these devs thought that the first play test they were going to get, because Infidel and I did the exact same thing. Like we, we had no, no idea about the game. He sent me a message was like, dude. You've got to get on your computer. You've got to check this game out right now. There's only like 12 hours left. And I was like, fuck me. Okay. I mean, I guess. And I watched, I think it was one pig. I watched one of his, his video on it. And I was like, dude, this game looks phenomenal. I've got to play it. And so I requested access. We hopped in. We ended up playing for like the next eight hours. And it was just, I mean, just how polished that game was for being in its first alpha to the public was just unreal to me. I mean, it, it felt better than most games do now, and they're you know released by AAA Studios, and they've got hundreds of devs. And I mean, I think these guys now are up to about 24, 25 staff, which is still relatively small for the kind of game that they're trying to create. Um, I mean, how was your... Did you end up playing the first playtest then? Not the first one, no. I played this most recent uh, second, second. playtest yeah, in October. Mm-hmm. How was, was how was your experience with that? Did you uh, how much did you play? I played for the first fifty two hours or so. I think uh, we had a little like dark and darkathon, you know, like every other person who streamed it, and <laughs> um, it was good, man. I played the rogue because a buddy of mine was a cleric, someone else was an archer, and I had another friend who I was gonna be playing with who was uh, a wizard. So I wanted to do something different. So I was the rogue. And I actually liked it a lot. I had a lot of fun. So <clears throat> do you feel like your uh, the rogue fit 
kind of how you like to play games your play style or did you kind no. of have to adapt yeah yeah, yeah that's I what change. i was wondering well, you know you gotta you gotta sit down a little bit and stuff you gotta like kind of <laughs> sneak up on him man that's not I really what hide i behind, do hide behind barrels yeah you gotta play like a rat man you're probably, you're, you're probably the more barbarian. like a fighter yeah, I played like the barbarian at the end there, and that was a lot of fun too, man. You're just chasing people down and screaming at them. That's pretty oh, cool. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, I that's, think uh, I played fighter primarily um, because it fit my play style where I like to W key people. I'm a huge member of the W key clan. So I, uh, I played fighter. I think Infidel played mainly cleric this last no, playtest. Oh, played, he played fighter. Played with me. That's right. Yeah, I played cleric the first playtest. That's right. That's right. Okay. But. Um, the fighter yeah, definitely it, seems the most, you know, the strongest by a pretty good margin, I feel like. Um, it's, I don't think it's necessary. It's very gear specific, right? So, like, mm. if, if you go starter gear versus starter gear, I'm going to lose 10 out of 10 fights to a 1v1 with a rogue. Just because his perks are a lot stronger than the fighters. Like, the only perk I really have is a little speed boost. And it only lasts for, like, what, 7 seconds or something like that? Or yeah, 5 it's seconds? Really it's yeah. not it's not law and the rogue already moves faster than i do so it's like if i don't have good gear i was getting absolutely shit on <laughs> so it is nice that we can use kind of everything to our disposal um but mm -hmm. i think that's really the only benefit of the fighters that you know if i find something in raid i'm like oh you know i i can use this real quick where it's a little bit more challenging with the rogue like to find good weapons because i feel like fighter gear and barb gear um is probably the most prominent i feel like we were finding and ranger gear i feel like we were finding a lot of ranger stuff you know bows and things like that but yeah. um what do you think uh, are you going to end up playing quite a bit this next play test then oh yeah i actually i it it's sad but it, you know i lucked out because my uh my fiance is going to be gone that exact time she's gonna be working uh out of state so you know, I got nothing going on, man. I mean, I have no nobody to see except for stream, and it's going to be pretty cool. That's I'm awesome. To it. So, so do you plan on? A lot. Yeah. Are Are you going to do like a twenty four hour stream or twelve hours or? Yeah, we're probably going to go. You know, I don't. I don't know. I get so tired of doing these uh, a thon things for like no real reason besides like just something like that. So I think I'm going to go as long as I can each day. You know, not have an end time in mind. Just go. Just so go I if people are yeah if no people more. are interactive people are chilling in yeah. chat obviously you stick around yeah until I, I had enough for the day yeah absolutely yeah you're like chat we gotta go I'm I'm exhausted I, I just got smoked six times in a row man I gotta get out yeah. of here yeah yeah absolutely so, so I got a question was there any like changes that you think that should be made like there was like as far as balancing changes that you noticed well it's hard right because um this last play test we had you started it's three floors to the dungeon is that correct. The first play yes. test you started on the first one, no. And on no, this no, no, play no. test, no, no. So it's actually two. Um, so it's actually three floors. The first floor isn't made yet. So you actually start oh. off on the second floor, and then it goes second floor, then hell. Right. Yeah. I, so, I don't know. I mean, that's that's hard so, to talk so about. So as of right now, yeah. So right now we don't even know what the first floor is like. So we're actually playing on the second hardest level right now. Mm. That's why everything is so damn tanky. Yeah, yeah, hundred yeah, percent. No, there should be know. an easier, an easier yeah, so, lobby that we'll experience yeah, so, here. Like my question is not more of like level wise, but like, um, say like ranger versus fighter or ranger versus rogue or whatever like that. Did you feel like there was any class that was outpowering most? 
Um, I, you know, I don't know, man. I mean, it's, I feel like, I feel like the Rangers super strong, but if you get up close to him, you know, he loses most of the time. And I feel like the Barbarian felt kind of weak. Um, only cause like you're using a big, uh, like a pole axe or anything like that. Um, sometimes you end up hitting the walls and stuff, but I mean, that, I think that's part of the game, right? So I don't think that's necessarily something that should be fixed or not, or if they do, that's on them. Everything felt pretty tight, really, for the most part. So, I, I, especially about the barb, we talked about this a little bit in our first episode. We just kind of talked about general class balancing, which was all kind of with a caveat to obviously nothing, you know, everything's not implemented, right? So, it's really hard for them to try to go and balance the things that are in the game when we don't have all of our features. Exactly. So, the the community is kind of like salty about that as they're like well th this class is overpowered and it's like well yes but what happens when we nerf the hell out of this class and then we implement a new class and now because of the new class that other class wouldn't have actually been that overpowered so i like that they're kind of leaving it as is for now but i do believe that the barbarian does need just a little bit of work because right now it feels from coming from a fighter I played as a barb just for fun, just to try it. And nine times out of 10, I was logging back into my fighter because I'm like, okay, there's zero reason to play a barb because as a fighter, I can run a barb weapon with the right perk. But then also I can run fighter armor with perks that give me reduction to my, um, to my penalty for wearing armor. So realistically, I could just be like a super quick barb with armor on. And right. so barb just kind of felt futile. It didn't feel worth playing. Um, and so I think you're totally right with that class alone. It, it needs a little bit of love just because the barb should be your most, you know, your highest DPS up close class. It should be the one that's really just rolling people if he gets you within axe range where right now the fighter is absolutely because he's also he's a tank and he can take several rounds, you know, several hits. But then on top of that, he can also put out some insane damage. Well, you know, I mean, that's just one of those things is like kind of what we talked, like touched on with Tarkov. I mean, it's a play test, you know, it's not going to get fixed overnight. Like they're, they're still working everything out. We haven't seen half the game yet. You know, all these different things are going to be put in the game that we don't know about right now. There's like a skill tree we haven't been able to touch. You know, uh, there's a million different answers as to what could be nerfed or buffed. But like we just, we don't have the right perspective on what needs to be changed because we haven't seen the full game yet. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Like like the skill tree specifically, I know <clears throat> we touched on that with Terrence a little bit. I mean, that's he was a little hesitant to give us too much information on it, which I don't blame him. But it, it would be really hard to balance a class when, you know, that skill tree could completely change how that class operates, right? Like if you build your skill tree correctly, it could make your class completely overpowered where it was completely nerfed from the go. So I, I, I do agree with you without seeing kind of an implementation of the skill tree. We can't really say a whole lot on, on balancing of weapons or classes or anything like that. Cause there might be some nutty skills in there that, you know, if you just play the game and level up to like level 10 or 20 or whatever, or max level, I think what 15 is technically quote unquote max because that's when you unlock your last perk. Yeah. Yeah. So as long as you make it to 15, right, we might see some just absolutely fucking nutty skills that make these things just, just roll people. Um, so I'm, I'm very excited to see kind of what, um, kind of what the devs implement for that. Uh, I guess, do you have, do you have any questions? We can kind of bounce back the other way. Do you have any questions just about the game that maybe we 
got some insight on in one of our last interviews with the developers that you'd like to know? I don't really think so, man. I mean, I'm just kind of, I, I like the game enough, but I didn't, um, like I didn't get to play the first play test. I really liked the game. I played the second play test, but I didn't experience it enough. Like I feel like a lot of other people have that I have um, a lot of questions or concerns or this or that. I'm just kind of really enjoying the ride on this one, man, and not taking it so seriously, just enjoying the game and whatever that means, you know? Oh, you know what? You know what? Actually, that's a lie. I got something to say. You know those, uh, they burp, man, them zombies. They spit out that green gas. It just stays yeah. way too long. But other than that, I mean, that's about it, though. Yeah. It stays way too long, man. Dude, those, I mean, <laughs> that is true. It, it's one of those things that I found myself purposefully using to my advantage. You know, like, if I got someone in a hall, I would just go aggro the zombies that vomit shit gas, and I'd fuck off and close the door on them and then just you know doink them with a bow through the porthole in the door and kind of let the zombies do their work because those things are ungodly tanky i mean they even running a 70 damage axe i'm four or five swinging these things it's like dude i'm one-shotting skeletons i should not have to hit this thing five or six times to kill it and that gas yeah around way too long man well and it follows you dude (laughs) it comes it comes back to you which that's fine it is what it is we're filled around magic man it's everywhere so that's cool but but it sticks too long yeah but once again you have to realize that is also the second floor right we still don't know what the first floor has entails so like if if the second floor is super easy then that means that for the first floor is going to be way too easy in my opinion well, I, I mean, guess I didn't you think know, about you'll that. You'll kill the zombie, and then the the I, I, it's got to be ten to fifteen seconds, somewhere in that area, man. I mean, that's that's a long yeah. time, especially if the mob dies. You know, maybe cut it in half if it dies while it's still active, something like that. I mean, I don't know. And, and, yeah. and again, I don't, I don't fucking make games for a living, so what I say doesn't matter. That's just what I thought. Something else I actually thought about. Uh, back to your question is um, something I'd like to see. Uh, based on what I like in video games, actually, is the circle not being there. Um, you know, because it has, like, the, the Battle Royale circle, and uh, I don't personally like that. I think it would be really interesting to see, like, a game mode without it. You know, you have your normal game mode and maybe a different one. I don't know how they would do it, but, like, without the circle, just to see mm-hmm. how that would go and how players would interact with that. So I think the only, so the main reason we, we talked to them a little bit about it um, and we've talked to some other players um, and the reason that they did it that way is because with it being a dungeon crawler, you know, if, if you did not implement that, that circle, it makes the, you know, the God, the God tier spawns. Cause there are some spawns in the game. That's like, okay, if you get that golden tower spawn, if there's no circle we could have sat in that tower for the entire 45 minutes of raid and came out with hundreds or thousands of gold so it's like where us personally we we ran into that where we got the key you know we took a risk on bringing it into raid we got the good spawn we're like oh fuck yeah and then the circle is like absolutely not you're gonna sit in here for two minutes and then you gotta get the fuck out so it's uh, the only reason I think they're doing it is just to force players not to camp certain spots and to just chill in the super good rooms because they got a good spawn. Um, it kind of forces players into the same area. I do think I believe though that we need to that they need to work on um, the escape portals system just a little bit because I can't tell you how many times I would you know him and I would have ten. 
10 kills. You know, between the two of us, we would have wiped the lobby. We're down to the last two circles, and we just can't find a fucking escape portal. Yep. Like, they're outside the storm. Like, why are they even spawning out there? I don't have the health to run halfway across the map to find a portal. Like, so I feel like there should be a more guaranteed where, like, the last two circles spawn portals right in the center or something. So, like, you know, if you make it to the center of the circle, you've got a guaranteed three man to just get the fuck out. Because, like, I mean, with Tarkov specifically, I think they did it really well with, like, where you have randomly generated extractions. They're usually pretty typically on the opposite side of the map so that it forces you to, you know, move your way through different areas. And it forces kind of that... um you know, it forces you to fight other players, right? You can't really avoid it unless you play really slow and really smart. Um, so I think if they did something with the portal system, we would see a little bit more of a welcome change with how people play because they wouldn't be so scared to dip out. You know, if they knew they had a portal later on, they wouldn't just, the first portal they see, they're like, shit, well, I've got 200 gold on me. I better just fucking dip. It would make them well, stick around. Well, the last, so the last portal spawn is a three person spawn and it spawns in the circle. We just, there's just times where we just don't find it, but there is right. like, especially like in the maze area, it's so hard to find. Right. And the half the maze could be covered by the gas and, and floor spikes and wall spikes yeah. and you can't get around to the portal. It's like, so they need to just tailor that just a little bit. I think, um, I, cause I'm curious to see what they do with, like you said, that first level, if maybe what Kalenator's saying with where maybe that first level doesn't have a, um, have a circle, right? Like if you choose to take a down portal to move on to the next one, that's when the circle starts, you know, and then the circles get smaller in the third level, because I think that's how it is right now. Like you have a hell of a lot less time in that third room in hell than you do in the second room so maybe if just the first level so if you just wanted to come in do a little bit of pvp grab some gear and then get the fuck out like you wouldn't really have to deal with the storm um because that is i think i think that's actually a good point I w i'd be curious to see what they end up doing with this first you know the first tier of the dungeon um and i'm curious what happens with the different maps because i i know that infidel do you remember how many that he said there were going to be a ton right I don't remember. I know there's two different ones right now. Yeah, there's but... so there's two tiers of three that are going to be, but I think he said yes. there were going to be a couple more at least. So that's oh yeah, that's interesting. Like there's yeah, there's no way that they can run this whole game off of two maps. They're going to have to do more than two. Um, how how would you guys feel about if they did? Because obviously Tarkov's a little late to the game with kind of like an arena mode. How do you guys feel if they were to implement some kind of like? If you only wanted to PvP, I know they mentioned the high roller lobby. I don't know if you were if you listened to that, Kalenator. Did you listen to Pestilli's interview? Yeah, so they mentioned yeah. so I guess they're doing they haven't really given us a whole lot of detail about it yet. They kind of want us to experience it firsthand for ourselves. Um, but I guess they're doing some kind of high roller lobby. So like kind of like a labs idea where there's gonna be some kind of either gear score requirement or something that bars you from going into that unless you have a certain gear score. So it kind of forces your high, high, high geared players to play against each other, which I kind of like the idea, um, but I can see how depending on implementation, it could probably go very poorly. <laughs> I, so, I think it's a good idea. It's a good idea, but I think anything, any way of splitting your player base is a bad idea. 
Well, it's just it's more accessibility for different types of gameplay. I don't think it's I don't think it's splitting it necessarily. Like maybe arena might be. Uh, I think if they just added a different mode, that's you know, in a sense, a different map, or maybe it's just a, a higher bar. Um, you know, I, I don't think that's necessarily splitting it. I don't think that's too bad of an idea. Okay. Um, I mean, I think I I, sandbag you there. Right. No. No. Oh, no. Good. No, oh, that's good. what this for is different opinions, man. Yeah. We we love to see it. Um, that's why we like getting different people on here because we all have very different, you know. I think Kalenator, you play a little bit more like I do, where you I think I think you like to push things, right? Like you hear gunshots and you you run at them. I play to win. Yeah. I play to win. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh I guess that's where we're different is I don't I don't give a fuck half the time. I usually just uh if I hear gunshots and I've got a semi-decent loadout, you can bet your ass I'm probably pushing it, whether I should or shouldn't. You know, um, I tend to kind of W key that, and it gets me killed, you know, five times out of ten. <laughs> but but it happens. Um, oh, absolutely, yeah. Do you feel like... Because uh, obviously Tarkov is kind of kicking the ball simulator. Um, do you feel like Dark and Darker is punishing enough right now? Or do you feel like it's almost too too simple right like you know losing all your gear doesn't really have like it kind of sucks but it's nowhere near the merit of losing you know losing your tarkov loadout um you know i don't know because i just don't know what you know it kind of comes back to like what's that first level gonna look like um it was yeah i mean it's a pain in the ass you lose all your good stuff but i mean you get a free loadout you know, so you're always in the back of your head. You don't go, shit, I got nothing left, man. I'm on empty. You always know you're coming back in with at least the starting stuff, which in a game like this does does enough to get you something else to come out with. I mean, I don't know, man. It, uh, when the traders, they weren't fully implemented with, like, quests and stuff like that yet, I don't think. Um, when that changes and, like, it, things matter more, I could see it being punishing. I could see it's on the right track. Like, um, not to, I'm not bagging on another game, of course, but there's a game called The Cycle that we've all heard about. It came out on the <laughs> Xbox 360. And yeah. it, it uh, you know, you lost stuff in that game and it just didn't feel like it ever mattered. And um, I don't feel like this has the same feeling to it at all. I think, I think they're on the right track. So did well, you play, did you play some, some of The Cycle then? I mean, did you do a little stint to that as well? Yeah, I played about three hours, and like I said, it's a really good Xbox 360 <laughs> game, but I, uh, it was not for me. Uh, we did the same thing, man. Like we, I yeah. think we both loaded up, bought the Battle Pass, because the hard part is it came around right at the same time as Marauders. Ooh, <laughs> and, Marauders goes hard. Yeah, yeah, and so yeah. like we, every time we'd be like, fuck, what are we going to play tonight? Because Infidel and I have very little windows of times to play games together. So we're like, shit, what are we going to play? And we're like, well, let's fucking try the cycle. I think we made it through like maybe seven hours of like playing and we were like, dude, fuck this. This is like, it's just, it's a cool idea, but it just, yeah. Like you said, Xbox 360, man, it just feels outdated. It feels, it feels like they're light years behind of what that extraction category is. It has some really cool implements, but like, can we, can we just say how fucking dog shit that storm is? Like, let's make a storm that you can't, you can't see fucking Jack Dick anything i don't know anything about that man like i said the game if the game came out eight years ago it would have been great but it didn't it came out <laughs> now and it's not great so yeah um so you played some marauders then how how many hours do you think you've logged in that 
Um, with all the play tests and everything else, because I played it on the first ever, uh, like first ever play test they had to like the public. Um, if you bought the beta, mm-hmm. and I, I never missed a day except for the last day before the game released. I probably have five hundred hours or so in it. Uh, I, I'm a big fan of Marauders. Big fan. Did you? Did you back it super early? Because like I backed it like really early, and it was like a. It used to be like a Discord game. You used to be able to download it on Discord and play it all the time. And that'd be no. Uh-huh. I didn't get to. No, I only heard about it. You know how I'm sure a lot of people did is like, oh yo, do you, are you playing Marauders? It's coming out in a, in a week. You're gonna be able to do the play test. You know, I had no idea what it was, but man, it got me good. Yeah, it's a fun game. Oh yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm very curious to see because I mean. How far are they from like full implementation of everything? Because I haven't really. I think they're a ways out. Yeah. 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 So I think that's a roadmap. That's another game with like, I think, versus the cycle, right? Where they tried to keep it like a little bit old school, where everything's a little slow and clunky and it feels, you know, you're not running around like you are in Call of Duty or Tarkov. Like Marauders is much more methodical, a lot slower. Um, but I think they did that very well versus the cycle, right? Like it, all of the things they implemented to slow you down feel good. Like they feel good to play with. Um, it feels like for some reason, I don't know why it feels like a nostalgic good time to me. Like I feel like I'm playing kind of like a PS2 game. That's multiplayer that I can play online with my friends, but it's really fucking good. A big thing with extraction shooters is you have to understand what you lost when you lose. Right. If it's something like Tarkov, you know what an AK-47 is. And you know if you like it, when you lose it, you understand that's bad. Same thing with Marauders. You have this really cool uh, Panzer armor and you die with it. You lose it. You know that's bad. Same thing with Dark and Darker. Cool staff, died, lost it. The Cycle is a prime example of something. This isn't a podcast to shit on the Cycle, but this is an example of how games do things well and not. Um, the cycle, what they did not do well is in that game, you, unless you spend a lot of time in it, you don't understand what you lose. You lost a blue gun and it, it doesn't make any, I don't know what it was. I don't understand the value of the things that I just lost. I just know that I lost them. And that's what really hurts a game like this type of genre is when you have no stakes, it doesn't have any fun to it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's, that's true about the cycle. Like with where, I mean, I feel like, I mean, we still played a bit of the cycle and I, even by the end, I was just like, okay, I don't, if I would see a purple gun on the ground and I'm like, uh, is this, is this good? Cause there were, I mean, there were blue guns that were worlds light years ahead of some purple guns. And it's like, unless you knew what that damage output was on that gun, you didn't really fucking care. I was like, you know, I'd right. great. I lost a gun. I cared more about the attachments, right? Like if I spent a bunch of money putting scopes, grips, stocks, everything on a gun, I could lose a fucking gray gun with a scope on it. I'd be like, God damn it. Like, and exactly, it, cause you know what a scope is. Yeah, I don't know yeah, what exactly. a electron 9,000 Jeff is. Like, it doesn't make any <laughs> yeah. sense to you. You don't know what you just lost, man. Yeah. And that's a big thing that like, you know, dark and darker does well. You lose a, you know, flaming two-handed sword, you know that thing is badass. You want to hold on to it. Right, yeah. regardless of its color. Yeah, if it's exactly. if it's at 72 damage, you're like, oh, fuck. Yeah, I don't want to lose that shit. Yeah, that's good. It's That's a high number for my it's my small brain. Um, yeah, that's true. That's kind of funny to touch on. Um, I mean, what are you playing now? I, th- I think uh, when I've popped by stream, you're playing primarily Hunt Showdown right now. 
lot of hunt, man. A lot of hunt showdown. Very fun. So what what got you into that game? Because obviously that game's been around for a while. Um, it's not new. Uh, well, a friend asked me to, he just kept asking me to play it and he gave it to me. This is like a year and a half ago and I was still just super sucked into Tarkov. Um, but recently, Tarkov has felt dry to me. Um, some other games have felt dry, but Hunt just feels very refreshing. And it's a take on an extraction shooter where there's less looting, more PvP and PvE. Um, and you don't lose your kit necessarily. You, you lose like a hunter. It's just a different take on it. And I really enjoy like the aesthetics and how the gunplay interacts. There's no inertia, which is pretty cool too. <laughs> there's no, there's no inertia. Um, <laughs> yeah, because I guess you could probably educate us a little bit on it. Because um, uh, my experience with Hunt has been very limited. Like uh, my couple raids that I've played, you know, because very early on, right, you get that buff where you don't lose your hunter for, you know, the, the early levels. And so... I never really experienced that with where I never leveled a guy up a bunch and then finally died and was like, oh, fuck, where I played with buddies that were like super high level and they'd lose some gas shit and they'd have a guy that they have, you know, all these stats and stuff on. And then they're like, oh, fuck, like we just died to some dumb shit and I lost all of that. I didn't experience that. So do, is it pretty punishing then? Well, what's cool about it is um, they're the the leveling up your character, you get perks, and you can choose from a list, um, you know, whether it's, like, if you kill a, a something, a, a grunt, a PvE, and it's really close to you, you get some health back. Things like that, right? Um, mm -hmm. Staying at full health really matters in that game, so you always want to find a heal or use one of yours, but that's a consumable you lose. So there's pressure there. That makes it more fun. Um... But there's no armor. There's nothing like that. If something does 75 damage, as long as you're within that optimal range to do so, it's going to do 75 damage. There's no tier 6 plate that saved their life um, and things like that. And there's no real unfairness besides just general game knowledge and just someone being a better player than someone having more time in the game, like in Tarkov, they'd have higher stats than you who only has five hours a week to play. Okay, so you feel like you feel like it's more rewarding for uh <clears throat> you know playing correctly, right? Like being in good positioning, you know, hitting your shots, things like that where other games like you said if you're wearing a an Alton, it doesn't really matter how many fucking times I shoot you in the face. If I have the worst ammo in the game, I could hit you, I could hit every shot on you and I'm going to do absolutely jack dick to you where you feel like Hunt Showdown, it's like, you know, if I hit you in the dome with a with a decent de gun, you're probably going to drop. Yeah, it's it's really I mean, there's obviously some things that need balanced as any game will have, but it feels very properly balanced in a general sense uh, for gameplay. And it just feels super good. It, a lot of things feel unfair in any type of extraction shooter, but like you don't usually die and think there's no way, dude, if I did that, you know, it wouldn't work. It just kind of yeah. it is always the way it is. And it's and, really nice. And from what you said, you felt like, I guess, like casual players still have a chance. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, obviously some dude's got $10,000 in the game is going to smoke you. But you hit a good shot on him. He's dead. I mean, it's just the way it is. As it should be, though, right? Like if you mm -hmm. there should some games try to nerf that too hard with where if you're a 10,000 hour plus player, like a leaderboard player, um, some games try to nerf that to the point of where like there's almost no point to be a 10,000 hour player. And so the game kills off the, that that player base because after they get to a like max level, they're like, well, there's nothing for me anymore, right? Like the game's no longer fun because I don't have an upper hand. So that is kind of a good point to bring up. Like 
if you're a casual player and you're a low level and you put yourself in the right position and that 10,000 hour player rolls in front of you and doesn't hear, see, you know, or know you're there and you do manage to hit, you know, while he's sprinting past you, you manage to doink him. You're because you can pick up his weapons, right? Yes. So if he's got some super gas shit that, you know, a 10,000 hour player would, you know, if you rightfully kill him, that's yours now. So I do like that. Maybe shit. Maybe that makes me want to pick up hunt. Cause I I've had it in my steam library for forever. Like my buddies a couple years back. I might buy Go it ahead. right now. <laughs> Is that what we're playing tonight? Then <laughs> it might be what we're on sale. Sheesh. Well, Kalen here, I, eventually, uh, you want to, you want to play with us sometime? Yeah, man. You let me know. Hell yeah. I'd be it's hella fun, down. Man. It's super fun. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the Starter Hunter bundle is actually cheaper than the regular game. There it is, man. Yeah, and there's a, there's a lot of skins in the game, and there are no, there's nothing pay to win. Um, all the skins are cosmetic. Everything's cosmetic. There are some skins that, like, wear a black coat, and it, there are night maps. You don't get to choose. You just load in. Um, and, you know, you could argue that that's pay to win in a sense, but there's nothing... It I mean, gives you an upper hand. You can't really avoid that. Like, I mean, that's yeah. always been a thing. Like, I mean, Just like the way it is, man. Like, Sea of Thieves. I've I've been playing a little bit of that recently. Like, I guess you could argue that my all blacked out plague master skin is overpowered in the dark because you're not going to see me swimming in the water. But I mean, I think that's a stupid thing to bitch about, right? Like, it just is what it is, man. I mean, bro, it's just a you can cool skin, you know? Yeah, you can wear a black coat too. Like that pay-to-win black coat's not the only one you can get. I guarantee it. Right. <laughs> so that's really cool. Um, I mean, I don't really have. We're coming up on about an hour, which we're about fifty oh, minutes. Yeah, yeah, I know. Um, and I apologize. This was not a shit on the cycle cast. Um. <laughs> But yeah, the cycle's got it, some good qualities. Yeah, you know. it, it does. I, like it you said, for an Xbox 360 game. <laughs> it yeah. turned on shit. It turned into shit on the cycle. Everyone buy Hunt Showdown. Yeah, Hunt. Um, <laughs> the link will be in the description for our business email. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, no, I'm curious. I think I will. I will pick it up and and give it another go. Just because I I think if I play with the right people, I'll enjoy it significantly more than playing with guys that are like getting mad at me for not knowing what the fuck buttons do yeah, um, I, I literally just purchased it so because that's that the guys i was playing with were like you know my positioning would be off because like i i would say that positioning in hunt is very different than you know other games like tarkov or cycle or marauders you know each game has its own overpowered high low ground you know rotations and things like that and when i've watched you play hunt like I'm almost question, you know, I'm questionable about like you, you go to do something. And I'm like, Oh fuck. Was it, is that what I would have done there? And then it works. And I'm like, Oh shit. Maybe I should have done that. Like, Holy hell. Yeah. I mean, it's like any other game, uh, uh, ever really. I mean, you know, different, um, different situations. You just have to do different things in and what you do in Tarkov or Marauders or even dark and darker won't work in this game and vice versa. Right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Yeah, so that's that's really cool. Well, um, I appreciate you coming out and doing this. I know you've got a lot of stuff going on tonight and a lot of stuff going on with being a full-time content creator. Hey, tomorrow's um, my birthday. Oh, is it really? Oh, yeah, birthday, I was going to say, some birthday has been still. Hey. Hey, you know, I'd be able to drop it on you late. I just thought I should tell somebody. Uh, hell yeah. No, dude. The birthday <laughs> hype, man. We'll put that in the fucking thumbnail, dude. That's awesome. Birthday <laughs> interview, dude. Um, no, that's phenomenal. Do you have anything fun planned? No. 
No, I'm going to get some all-you-can-eat sushi. I'm just going to see the family. Hell yeah. Heck yeah, man. Well, that's good to hear. Well, once again, we appreciate coming out and chatting with us for a little bit. Um, once again, guys, this is uh, Kalenator. Go ahead and check him out on, I think you're on what, Twitch? Are you on YouTube as well? Uh, yeah, I mean, I got some stuff on YouTube, but I, a little bit. I stream full-time on Twitch, yeah. But Kalenator on everything, right? No that's correct. Underscore. Okay, perfect. Nice and easy chat. All caps. Um, we'll li- I'll link all of his stuff down here in the description in this YouTube video so that you guys can go check him out and show him some love. Um, but once again, I appreciate you coming out, man. Uh, do you have anything you want to say to everyone before we peace out of here? Um, you should try the cycle out for yourself. Uh, <laughs> Dark and Darker is a lot of fun, and it comes out on the 16th, I believe, to the 23rd for the next play test. Is that right? Uh, uh, do we have I a number believe- on that? Can we get a Can we get a guy on I that? Can, I can yeah. 100%. Give me a minute. Yeah, don't yeah, take that number yet. Hunt Showdown's a lot of fun. Marauders is fun. Tarkov's a great game, too. Um, you know, don't don't just listen to people on the internet and take their word for it. Play your own games. Sixteen to the twenty third. Yep. Sixteen to the twenty third, right. baby. Dark and darker. Look at that. Yep. So yeah, we should all be playing. I hope to see you all in the dungeon so that I can WQ you. Um, yeah, just you know, pull up the streams. Make sure we're not on, so that way you can get on safely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause, uh, yeah, we're top, top tier players here. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. But all right, man. Well, I'm going to go ahead and uh, say goodbye to everybody. Well, once again, we're the DLCS podcast. Uh, we were here with Kalenator. I've got my co host to my left. Uh, I guess technically right on the on the YouTube video. Yeah, yeah we'll just point in the directions. Yeah, but inf- one way one way or the other, right? Yeah, uh, we got Infidel here, and then we got the Salmon Superstar Kalenator and the Billion Dollar Mullet over there on the right, baby. That's but I right. appreciate you guys. We'll see you. Thanks for watching.